All right, let's just um, open in a word of prayer and then we can hear what Mark has to say. Um, Lord, thank you uh, for Mark and the gifted teacher that he is. Um, we just pray that this morning you give us ears to hear um, what he has to say to us and um, you open our hearts as well because we know that um, you speak through um, your children. And so what he has to say to us um, is just as if you're speaking to us. So, um, yeah, we thank you for the time that we have and um, we just pray that we're open to your word. Amen. Thank you. That's a good prayer because that's the aim. I don't know. If I go forward, is that going to cause grief with that? Or? Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Um, last time I was here, I spoke from Daniel and talking about how you can live in a, well, basically living in the Babylonian world and live out your faith and still have influence without power. Um, still have influence because you've got, we've got the Lord with us. What we're going to do is we're going to sort of take that a little bit step further and we're going to talk, it's not about Daniel, we're actually going to talk about the Good Shepherd. And we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God. And we're going to talk about how we listen, what voices are we actually listening to that influence the, our decision making, that influence uh, what the church looks like, it influences our faith. And we're going to look at three different voices. And what I'm going to ask you to do is, um, you can, if you can do this now, I'm going to sort of lead us and then we're going to talk together and then lead and then talk and then lead and then talk. So my encouragement is, even is in this moment, is to, if you can gather around each other, like form yourself into groups where you feel comfortable with stuff, you're sitting on your own, if you can jump in with someone else and just, yeah. So basically, you're going to be breaking into groups and discussing as I go. It doesn't matter where you're sitting, you can be sitting over there, there does, that doesn't matter. But So it gives people a chance to move. So if you see someone lonely, invite them into your, into your presence right now. If there's a particular spot you've been jealous of up to this point, you're going, gee, I wish I sat there. Go there now. This is your opportunity. All right. And it's okay. You don't have. You can listen. You don't have to face me. You can be facing each other. Because um, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do, where you're sitting right now, is with the people you're with, I want you to talk about the sort of voices that are in our world at the moment that are influencing your life. I'll give you some, some, some examples. So um, we could talk about social media having a big voice in our world. We could talk about the Word of God having a big voice in our world. We could actually talk about um, counsellors. We could talk about teachers. We could talk about... Think about all the different spaces where there's voices um, speaking into your world. And talk about the volume of those voices. Uh, how much influence they are having on shaping your life. So just for a couple of minutes, talk, just share some of the voices that are impacting your world. Go for it. Don't panic as I keep moving you forward because you're going you're to keep talking about this in, in different contexts. But that was just a, a bit of a teaser to get us going. I'm going to read to you from John chapter 10, okay? And you'll understand why I've just asked that question as, as I read it to you. John chapter 10 says this, and go, I'm going to go through to verse 18 from verse 1. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate 
must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognise his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they will follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, they'll run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go and freely and will find good pasture. The thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand, when he sees a wolf coming, he will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and he doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know my father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold and I must bring them in also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I, take, so I may take it up again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to pick it up again for this is what my father has commanded. Okay, I want to talk about three different voices in this passage. And the first voice is the voice of the enemy. Okay, so what you've got is you've got, you've, I'll go back to it, I said, tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber, but the one who enters the, through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. So in our world, there is a voice or there is an enemy that is quite invasive. So when you talk about the voices that are impacting our world, there are voices that are enemies. There is the, the, the evil one is a voice who will actually be an enemy and will be invasive, will jump the walls of our life and will actually come in to speak lies into our life. He is deceptive. The Bible talks about the, about the devil being the father of lies. It says they won't, we read, I've just read to you, they won't follow a stranger, they'll run from him because they don't know his voice. So one of the things that, one of the great defences against the enemy is run away. So I don't know whether you remember, one of my favourite moments in the Bible was when Joseph just ran away. I love it when he, when he just ran away. Uh, he, I'm, just, I'm just leaving. And one of the things that, um, um, that we need to do is actually be aware, and I love these words, they won't follow a stranger, they will run from him because they don't know his voice. So when the, when the voices, uh, the evil with voices have evil intent, they jump the wall, they're invasive, so you have these words anyway, they are invasive, they are deceptive, but the other thing is they are destructive. So we can so often dismiss the voice of the enemy and go, yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's, it, he's the father of lies and that sort of stuff, but the Bible says the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now Jesus contrasts that, he says, my purpose is to give, a, give them a rich and satisfying life. It's really important that we understand there are voices in this world that are destructive, that are invasive, 
that are deceptive. Jesus actually says it. He's saying it here. And, and I, I guess it's sometimes really important to understand where they are in our world. As he shared these, as he shared these words, he's actually contrasting the good shepherd with the enemy who is invasive, deceptive and destruct, uh, destructive. In your groups, start to reflect on what are, what are some of the voices of the enemy which are invasive, deceptive and destructive in our world and in the worlds around us. Have a chat about that um, and think through what those voices might be. It's really important that we do this from time to time and go, what's that, what's that, what's that speaking into my life? We've got to be discerning, okay? Uh, share, share around that space. Okay, keep, you can keep talking about this because we're going to actually be having talking about all three voices by the end of this. So you can keep you, you can keep going with this, but I actually want to introduce you to another voice in the passage because sometimes we're going, is that the voice of the enemy? Is that the voice of God? There's a and this is interesting because this actually came. I have to give credit to my wife Rachel. She was reading through this passage and she said to me, she said, I wonder whether we spend our life listening to the voice of the hired hand. And it was really, I'd never really read this passage that way. I'd read the passage, there's an enemy, steal, kill, destroy. There's Jesus to come and give life and life and all its full. But there's this other voice in this passage. It's the voice of the hired hand. It's the voice of the gatekeeper. And here's the hired, a hired hand is not evil. It says a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. So when the evil comes, the hired hand runs away. Okay. The hired hand's not dependable. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't know, belong to him. Sorry, they don't, belo- they don't belong to him. And he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's only working for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. Now, one of the things I want to talk about hired hands, to be honest... I'm right now operating as a hired hand. Okay? If you're a teacher, you, you're, you're a hired hand. If you're a counsellor, you're a hired hand. If you're a life coach, you're a hired hand. If you're a consultant, you're a hired hand. You're not the good shepherd. Does that make sense? And, and so sometimes we are operating as hired hands and it's really important that we don't take the place of the good shepherd, true? It's really important that our voice actually points people to the good shepherd. We open the gate for the, for the sheep to get to the good shepherd and we don't overplay our hand. Secondly, it's really important that we don't just lean on hired hands as being the true voice in our life. Now, having said that, what was the prayer you prayed for me when we started? That people would hear God's voice through me. So, so there's, I'm not saying that 
we're not useful because the Bible talks about us using our gifts, being filled with the Spirit and ministering. But the most important thing is when we do that or when we're listening to others to be discerning, am I being pointed to God? Am I being pointed to the Good Shepherd? Is that, am I making sense? So the hired hand is not evil. The hired hand is not dependable because they are life... Co- I don't know whether you know much about life coaching, but life coaching is aimed at putting... Um, yeah, helping people find their goals but not taking responsible for getting their goals. Um, that, that's a good thing, but then... But when they sort of do their session and then they're done. Um, helpful. Helpful teachers are not responsible for the children's well-being for, like, at, at a level of, of family, if you like. But they do their best. So they're not dependable um, and they're not God. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognise his voice and come to him. The hired hand, the gatekeeper, very similar. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. The hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming understand it's the good shepherd that gives his life and even in the scriptures where it says um, I lay my life down for my friends there's an element of when we're operating that way we're actually imitating Christ so I'm not saying that we don't have a use on this planet you're not hearing that I'm just saying it's really important that our, our role uh, as hired hands at times or, or as someone who's listening is to make sure that Jesus gets to be front and centre. He's the one that gives his life. He's the one that sacrifices his life for us. His voice is the one we need to know and really know. So have a chat to each other about being a hired hand as a voice and sometimes the, the, how the hired hand works in our lives. Okay, so talk, talk about the voice of the hired hand. It's significance, but also um, where sometimes we've led too much into a hired hand when we should have been leading into Jesus. And sometimes when we've been too much, we've overplayed ourselves. Um, make sense? All right. Because as I said when I started, the hired hand is not the enemy. A hired hand will run away when he sees the wolf coming. So he's not the enemy. going to come around in case you're going, I don't get this much. Uh, let's move on to the final voice, and it's the voice of the Good Shepherd. A few things about the voice of the Good Shepherd. It's truth. I like that Jesus says, I tell you the truth. It's a big thing in John where Jesus is often saying, I tell you the truth, or truly, truly, I say to you. So the voice of the Good Shepherd is truth. It's um, not opinion. Um, it's not destructive, it's truth. The voice of the Good Shepherd is God. He says, I tell you the truth, I am the I am statements. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. Jesus is alluding to the, the, the I am that uh, we see in, Mo- in um, Exodus with Moses. So the voice of the Good Shepherd is truth. The voice of the Good Shepherd is God. The voice of the Good Shepherd is known. This is my favourite bit. So there's a fresh confidence that we can have because we have all these voices. Is it, the, is it a hired hand? Is it the enemy? Was God speaking through that thing or not? And we can, we can get so confused. But what we've got is a promise here. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognise his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and they lead them out. 
After this, he has gathered his own flock. He walks ahead of them and they will follow him because they know his voice. So the voice of the good shepherd is known by name. So there's a promise here that we can hear God's voice. We can actually hear God's voice. There's another, another passage that says, I am the good shepherd, I know my own sheep, and they know me, just as my Father knows me and I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that I, that I also must bring into the sheepfold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, and they will know me as well. One of the great things, I, I, I guess, that we can have confidence in is that the Good Shepherd wants to know us. And we can hear his voice. I've got a book. Let's go and grab it. Should I put that there? So a while ago I read this book. It's called The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis. And it's in its 14th century. And there's a, there's a section in it which actually... Uh, it's in book three, and it actually is, is I'll, I'll quite read to, but it's broken up, and it's the voice of God, it's the voice of Christ and the voice of the follower, and it's this dialogue. It's a dialogue, and, and it's all, it's, it's amazing when you watch it, it's just, it just writes down a dialogue of a conversation he's having with Jesus. It's pretty cool, and one of the things that we've got to get used to is talking with Jesus. The best way we talk with Jesus is through his word. And so if we're going to hear the voice of God, we're going to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, we've been given the Word of God. And it's a really, I know this is really simple, but the reality is when, when, we're, when we think of what input we're getting into our lives, is the Word of God the primary input in our lives? Is that the thing that's shaping us? Every year I have to put in a submission uh, as a minister, I'm going to go this way so these guys can see me before. Every year I have to put in a submission as a minister. People I'll finish this, I'm going to get you going. But every year I have to put, it, put in this submission as a minister and it's got to say, what have you read this year? What books have you read? Maybe some podcasts. Or what have, what's been your influence, basically? And every single year I write, what books have I read? I write Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Genesis, Exodus, because I try to read the Bible through every year. Most years I read the Bible through. Sometimes I go to some other devotional plans. But the Bible, I open the, I open the Word of God every single day. And, and I'm, I'm pleased when I write that down. And I do read other books and I do have other input, inputs, but I do realise that they are, what are they? What are the other books? They are... Um, they're the gatekeeper. They're, they're the hired hands. Now, God can speak through through them, no doubt about that, but I go to the Word of God because that's the, that's, that's the Good Shepherd speaking. And so can I encourage you that that's going to be a, a massive part of our world of listening to the Good Shepherd. And what do we read? And the, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but the Good Shepherd comes to give a rich and satisfying life, or live life and life to all its good. We love to quote that passage, but that's quoted in the context of what, what voice are we listening to. It's quoted in the context of an intimate walk with Jesus. So, now, this is my favourite bit. Now share with each other how you hear the voice of God. 
how do you hear the voice of God? Because it is the most important voice and He wants to talk with us and He wants us to commune and He wants to strengthen us and we have a, a whole, I, I could talk so much about the Holy Spirit as our counselor, as our advocate. So how do we hear the voice of God? That voice? Go for it. As to finish up in your, in your groups, um, can I just encourage you? Just a, just a couple of people in each of your groups. Let's let's pray. Um, let's actually talk to God, and let's pray that the voices that um, you can pray for it. Like we can pray for ourselves personally. The voices that we hear are the voice of the Good Shepherd. Um, we can pray that the voice of the enemy would be silenced by the good shepherd. Because you remember the, the shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So he will jump in front of the enemy every time. Um, and let's pray that those that, that, that us and others who have the role of a hired hand um, become a vessel of introducing people to the good shepherd. So could pray that way. So that's for us personally. And then I'd like you to do something else. As, I, as you guys all know, you're in a time of transition. And so the reason I chose to do this today is because there's, there's, there's ways to seek another pastor and things like that. There's lo lots of ways to do things, but the reality is the most important thing right now is actually as a community to be hearing God's voice. True? True. And so today, that's why I came with this message particularly. It's just to, to encourage you that God will speak and he will lead and he will guide. And so pray for each other that we hear the, hear the Good Shepherd's voice. But also pr let's take some time to pray for St. Clair Baptist Church. That St. Clair Baptist Church hears the voice of, hears the voice of God. And, then, and people that come along to help, I'll probably be helping at some stage. Just make sure that the, the hired hands of this world... <laughs> Um, point us towards Jesus. Okay, so two, two things, for each other and for your church. Okay? And then at, at, when the timing's right, the band can come up and, and finish us off. So go for it.